This is an RNZ podcast. Work on the merger of Radio New Zealand and Television New Zealand will stop. There's a clear need for further support for public media, but it needs to be at a lower cost and without the need for significant structural change. That was the Prime Minister Chris Hipkins at the post-Cabinet press conference on Wednesday afternoon where he brought an end to the RNZ-TVNZ merger plan. And even though it was five years, millions of dollars and dozens of high-earning hires and consultants in the making, this was perhaps the single least surprising news story of 2023 so far. The Prime Minister merely confirmed what pundits have been predicting for weeks – that the public media entity plan would be scrapped before the March the 1st deadline to bring it into being, and before they even really settled on a name for it. Last December, the Prime Minister back then, Jacinda Ardern, first signalled that reforms that were diverting ministers from the cost of living and post-COVID recovery would be shelved, and she told Newsroom at the time the so-called merger was not number one on the government's agenda. And if you couldn't join the dots there, the finance minister told his peers to be back after the summer break, ready to murder their darlings. Well, earlier on Wednesday, RNZ's midday news seemed to know what was coming. It's almost certain now the end of the road for RNZ-TVNZ merger, with a proposal to scrap it before cabinet ministers today. And when the end came for the concept that was, for a few short months, known as Aotearoa New Zealand Public Media, it was more like gently putting out of its misery than the violent swinging of the axe over Chippy's chopping block. But even though the breaking of the merger wasn't exactly eagerly anticipated breaking news, it was one of those rare occasions when RNZ actually makes headlines elsewhere in the media, as it did about two years ago when the RNZ concert controversy broke and the Carol Hirschfeld off-the-books meeting semi-scandal of 2019, or even that time when Kim Hill dissed the little-loved Sounds Like Us campaign on her own show a few years before. Now, the public media plan had problems other than the cost-of-living crisis. The Broadcasting Minister, Willie Jackson, had already made a mess of explaining the policy in a now-notorious TBNZ interview, which also amplified sideline concerns about possible political influence. And earlier in the year, on Media Watch, Willie Jackson had dismissed criticism of the proposed legislation for the new public media entity, some of which was coming from strong supporters of public broadcasting. If we don't do something to ensure the absolute independence of this entity from any forms of government control over and above annual appropriations of funding for public good, uh, then it will not gain the trust of the public. And that came back to bite the minister last month when the parliamentary committee scrutinising the bill rewrote important parts of it. Recent opinion polls also revealed both low levels of support for the merger and little understanding of it, while the umbrella group for private radio called the new entity a monolithic monster that would be bad for the country. Now, the formerly fairly non-committal opposition leader ramped up his rhetoric against the merger too as time went by. Lately, Chris Luxon's been deeming it not just a bad idea, but a mad one, as he did that very morning on TVNZ's breakfast show. Sorry, but the TVNZ Radio New Zealand merger is a total, utter, insane waste of money. Well, Christopher Luxon couldn't be much clearer about that. But after the PM confirmed the merger was off on Wednesday, RNZ and TVNZ both put out statements which, among other things, welcomed the clarity from the government. And the government's broadcasting funding agency New Zealand On Air said it was ready to respond to the change of direction on public media. 
Now, a large part of its budget would have been going in the direction of the new entity under the government's previous plan, and NZ On Air's chair Dr Ruth Harley said in that statement that for 33 years, quality content has been our bread and butter. And can it be a coincidence that she'd echo the very mantra used by the new Prime Minister to proceed the policy purge that began that very day? But Cabinet had, less than two years earlier, been persuaded by consultants and an eight-strong group of advisers that the status quo was not an option, and $109 million a year was needed for the new entity. So, apart from the cost-of-living crisis since then, what's changed? Well, there was less clarity about that when the Prime Minister said this in his post-Cabinet press conference. There's a clear need for further support for public media, but it needs to be at a lower cost and without the need for significant structural change. But just how low is the low-cost, no-structural-change option they have in mind? We know that they're going to need something around the kind of $10 million mark in terms of sustainability, and then uh, the Minister for Broadcasting will come back to Cabinet with an overall package that will make sure that we're both ensuring that uh, RNZ can be sustainable, but that also we can look at some of those issues around, you know, um, content gaps, your audiences that aren't having their needs met. So uh, we, I won't be able to give you a final answer on that, but we know that that sustainability gap could be somewhere between 5 to $12 million a year. OK, so to put it on sustainable footing and then... Yeah, plus, so they have, plus a bit more if to, but, to fulfil... That's right. So they have cost pressures that we would need to meet regardless of whether there was uh, reorganisation or not. Now that was a bit confusing. It sounded like the government will give a one-off funding boost of up to $10 million to RNZ to keep it in the black and then raise funding again after the budget process by between 5 or $12 million in the year to come. But on Checkpoint, the Prime Minister had different numbers. Don't need extra funding to do that. And that can be between, you know, I think $5 million in the, you know, in the early years and, and that will continue to increase. So uh, we'll need to make sure that we are funding that. So it's still not quite clear what the plan is for RNZ financially, though it does seem as though a balance-the-books boost of around $5 million will be coming shortly and a baseline boost next budget time in the order of 10 to $12 million after that. Now, the Prime Minister also said that the Broadcasting Minister Willie Jackson would have to go back to Cabinet now with a new plan for sustainable RNZ funding into the future. The Minister of Broadcasting will come back with a set of proposals that will be about making sure that we're shoring up the sustainability of our existing organisations um, and that will include options for increasing the content, particularly focused at those audiences that are currently underserved. When the Prime Minister was asked last Wednesday if TBNZ will be expected to take a more public interest approach in future, Chris Hipkins didn't rule that out. He told Newsroom there were some things that could be achieved through the government's annual Statement of Expectations to TVNZ, but he wouldn't discount a charter. Now, the last time a Labour-led government tried that 20 years ago, it didn't really work. In fact, all political efforts to hassle TVNZ into moderating its commercial focus have had no lasting impact. Now, given that this merger's demise was so well signalled this week, MediaWatch asked for an interview with the Broadcasting Minister about what comes next. But we were told, unfortunately... The minister is unavailable. However, regarding next steps, his office said that the minister will now discharge the Aotearoa New Zealand Public Media Bill and refocus on strengthening local media in other ways. 
In the coming weeks, his office said, Cabinet will consider further advice on providing extra funding to RNZ to, in their words, both secure its financial stability and expand and strengthen its public media role. And the Minister will also, they said, be exploring ways to ensure TBNZ plays a more public broadcasting role in future and ensuring funding is provided for all public broadcasting across any platform, including funding through New Zealand On Air. As we heard earlier, this is the second time that this Labour government has pulled the plug on its media policy, leaving RNZ in the lurch. In 2017, Labour went into the election with a policy of boosting RNZ with $38 million a year to become a truly multimedia public media platform, and that policy ignored TBNZ altogether. Back then, the Minister Claire Curran also wanted an independent body to decide future media funding at arm's length from the government. But that policy didn't survive her resignation in 2018. Well now, Claire Curran's former colleagues in the Cabinet are saying that the best option for public media is to boost RNZ on its own and disengage from TVNZ. And that was pretty much Claire Curran's plan back then. So what does she make of all that now? And just how hard is it to convince even fellow politicians of the case for change in public media in the face of scepticism and opposition? Well, we'd love to know, but Claire Curran hasn't responded to our request this week for an interview about that. Well, one who hasn't been shy, though, of giving her view is the opposition broadcasting spokesperson, Melissa Lee, who, if there's a change of government later this year, could well become the next minister in charge of it all. And last Wednesday, she spoke about that on Nights on RNZ National during this week's Midweek Media Watch. I mean, the media landscape has actually been changing for quite some time. And and the thing is that both RNZ and TVNZ have been trying to grapple with the change in the audience um, and the way that they actually consume the media as well. And I think media companies, um, both public and private, are actually uh, grappling with that uh, reality uh, to actually bring their audiences or, or to actually get to their audiences. You know, we, we need to actually look at that. On Midweek Media Watch this week, I also talked to Karen Hay about what went wrong with that media policy and what might come next. And you'll find all that on the Media Watch page of the RNZ website, the RNZ app or in our podcast feed. Just look for the title, Midweek Media Watch, the day the merger died.